0: Today, I'm Walt Deason. With me today is our own pianist and residence Sam Page. This is your Daily Dose of Happy. We are so happy you decided to join us today. Now, the only reason we're a little unhappy is because our guest had to cancel. Oh, she had a personal emergency come up, so... um. Uh... We may be able to get her back another time, but for the moment, we will be deprived of her wonderful services today. But that's all right. Sam and I are ready to carry on to continue the conversations that we'd love to do here. Yeah, right, because you got to be able to carry on, right? And, Absolutely. Uh, we, we were kind of chatting, right? We were talking about what it is that we wanted to talk about today because our topic kind of got skewed, <laughs> right? <laughs> and you, you said, well, we ought to do a Q and A. I thought, we haven't done one of those in a while. That, that's a good idea. So really? we'll do a little Q and A. And, uh, Hey, Luke is uh, in the live stream. So Hey, Luke, how you doing? Luke. And, uh, yeah, so we'll do a little Q and A. And I, you know, I was also thinking we could talk about dealing with disappointment because that's really what we're dealing with today, right? We we're we disappointed. Get we, could, our guests, could come. So, you know, yeah. how do you deal with disappointment? Right. Um, right. I, I mean, I, I don't know about you. Ever since going through the Thai boot camp, disappointment doesn't really bother me anymore.
1: Not so much for me either. It's like for this c- circumstance, and for example, like find some good in it. It's Like, if she wasn't able to do it, I mean, she's experiencing what she's experiencing. I know nothing about that, and sure. in love and hoping for the best. But that. To me, it could be interpreted as just the universe intending that to be the case. Like maybe he mm-hmm. uh, wasn't meant to speak with us today and maybe it was meant to just be us doing what we're doing now.
0: <laughs> that's beautiful. Yeah, I think that's exactly <laughs> it. Because when you adopt, it's all about the perspective, right? What perspective are you going to take to deal with whatever the situation is?
1: Absolutely. Makes that's sense. that's, that's, that's <laughs> it in a
0: nutshell. By the way, um, we, we got a taste of your new mic last week. It's sounding really good this week. So you oh, made a good investment there. You're sounding really, really good. Yeah, Wonderful. which is That's nice it. because we really haven't had much chance to talk because the mic kept cutting out before, right? I
1: know, right? Yeah, so this, this is good. Kind of good. works out for me too, <laughs> exactly.
0: To to... this, this is a tri- This is like the full scale trial, right? To see it. Does, does it does it really hold up for the whole show?
1: <laughs> right, right. We shall see. But as the kids say, I'm here for it. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> That's good. That may or may not be what the kids say. I, don't know. I
0: have no idea. Well, you're closer <laughs> to that age than I am, so you'll know. I mean, <laughs> 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 anyway. But going to the idea of the Q and A, I, I dug up a couple one, couple quick ones on Facebook, and while we have a perspective that we've learned through Thai and other methods that helps us a lot dealing with what in this case was a very minor disappointment, other people in this world, and we know you know all about this, are in much more difficult straits. Largely because they don't have the same kind of they don't follow the same kind of discipline we do they don't they don't engage in you know doing the exploration of spirit and and energy and law of attraction and all that kind of stuff, so they really don't have the background we've got um Absolutely. and it occurs to me that you know we we don't often run into people like you know who are really having a bad time because our vibrations are high, but when we do, mm-hmm. it's good to know how do you help somebody like that if they're willing to be helped at all, which is a key point um definitely. And this one post that I stumbled on, you know, two minutes of searching, and then this came up, the person is really in a serious place. He says, can, I, can someone please help? I'm at a place in life where I don't want to live anymore. In other words, he's feeling suicidal. Now, first thing, I, first things first, I want to make sure that anybody who's ever confronted with somebody who is feeling suicidal, very first thing to do is help them contact their local suicide hotline. There's one in almost every country around the world. They are there staffed by people who are trained and skilled in handling these situations. So that's gotta be the first thing to make it a, you know, give them a, a way to have a direct intervention so they can just deal with their immediate emergency right now. But let's assume for the sake of discussion, Sam, that they've done that and they, they, they're now dealing with some of the stuff, but now they're, they're just trying to deal with the emotional side of it.
1: Mm-hmm. So
0: that's something I think we can address, right? Absolutely. Have you ever been in a place like that?
1: I have, actually. And I've been to a, a few years ago, even um, kind of right before I kind of had the beginning of my little spiritual journey. I, I, I had used utilized the suicide helpline. Did you times. really? Yeah, actually. And it does help a lot because they're just people who are there willing to listen to your whatever you have. They, you can talk as much as you want. They're listening. They're the um the couple that I've spoken to, um, both were very good listeners, at least, and um, they have and they have awareness of different resources that can help you, um, based on kind of what you tell them, and such. so it's definitely something I would. It, this sounds Sounds weird to say, but I, yeah, definitely would recommend that resource. Yeah, no,
0: I don't think it's weird at all. I think it's a beautiful thing to say. And, and I loved, I, I didn't know that you, that you had ever dealt with that. You, you've just given uh, a great testimonial to why uh, if, you're really, if you're really, really, really in a bad space, you should call and get the help because it's there. That's uh, why it's there. That's why which, they created these, these hotlines. So definitely. yeah, absolutely. And, and I take it then you found it. Uh, I don't want to make this sound trite. Right. You, you right. found it. You found it helpful to get past the situation you were in by calling the helpline.
1: Definitely. I feel like in both cases, the conversations I had kind of just de-escalated the situation enough that I could just kind of relax. And I guess, like the next is just kind of like allow yourself to go through the whatever you're feeling, allow yourself to feel it, and let the emotions just flow out in as healthy a way as possible.
0: Right. Right. Yes. Because that—that's the key to it, isn't it? That. When you're in that really bad of a space, it's because you're hanging on to these really awful emotions. Even though you don't know that, you don't realize that's what you're doing, but that's what you're doing. And so, yeah, you need to find a way to release it. And having guidance to do that makes a big, big difference. Seeing a couple of people saying hello in the live stream. So, hello, Jeff. And I'm not sure who the Facebook user, but someone says, hi, sweet Sam and wonderful Walt. Now, there's a nice greeting, right? Oh,
1: I love yeah. that. <laughs> I love that
0: too. That's great. you made it, uh, you know, alliterative, right? Sweet Sam, wonderful Walt. That,
1: that's cool. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah. So, okay. So we, we have, you have some definite background. I, I have helped. I actually had an experience when I was in college, my freshman year. Oh, yeah. I was not suicidal, but the, The school I went to was in Buffalo, New York. I went there for one year and then transferred. But that one year that I was there, it was the dead of winter. And anybody who knows anything about Buffalo knows their winters are serious winters.
1: Oh, my God, yeah.
0: Just absolutely serious winters. And it was one of those really snowy days. There were a couple feet of snow on the ground. And uh, at the time, they had two main campuses. There was one downtown and there was one out in the suburbs that was a newer campus. And there was a lot of residential housing. That's where I lived, And it, it was kind of a, it, it was an unusual architecture. There were like four main residential quads and huh? each quad had a, a tower. It's like the the, the the princess in the tower kind of tower, you know, it was yeah. like, well, everything else is really low. And then this big tower is like a very strange design. But anyway, I decided one day just, you know, there was nothing else to do. You, I mean, you, we, you, you had enough snowball fights. You're really done with that. You know, <laughs> right. you're in, the, you're like late February, early March. So you're kind of wishing that, that winter is over by this point. Right. right. And so I, I just figured I'd go up in the tower because I'd never gone up in the tower before. And I knew it was just a residential tower. So there wasn't going to be a whole lot up there other than rooms, you know, but I just wanted uh, to see what it was like up there. So I got in the elevator and rode up to the top floor. I think it was like 10, 11 stories up. And I'm I'm looking around and, oh, this is an interesting view. And then all of a sudden the elevator opens behind me. I turn and there's a person kind of stopped there looking at me, looking really, really upset. He looked, he was distraught and I didn't know why. And he looked, he was kind of embarrassed and, and he didn't really want to, he didn't know what to do. He kind of like halted, I'm stepping out, not really stepping out and i wasn't the most outgoing person at that time anyway not i've learned since then as you can tell from doing a podcast i oh, yeah. <laughs> have learned how to be more outgoing but at the time i was a pretty introverted person but somehow i managed to stumble out with some kind of you know what's up uh, you know hi i'm walt something like that i don't know what it was and for whatever reason I, he he must have trusted me because within about 5 minutes i was getting his whole life story my goodness A a perfect stranger whom I had never met before and I've never seen again. And I, I learned it took a while to get this information out of him, but I learned from him, he had come up there to jump off the, the top of the building. My goodness. He had come up there to commit suicide. And I had no training in any of this. And I'm thinking to myself, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? So I did the only thing I knew to do. I just listened. Which was probably the best decision I could have made, but
1: I had no idea <laughs> absolutely, and that could have been just what that guy needed, yeah, yeah, it must have been
0: and and we talked for about a half an hour, well, he talked for about a half an hour, I went uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> um, i I didn't have a whole lot to contribute i I think at one point you know i I had gotten a pretty good uh idea of what was going on with him and to be honest i don't remember what the issue was but i'd gotten a pretty good idea of what was going on at that time and i remember that i said a couple of things but i couldn't tell you what i said i have no idea all i know is we took the elevator down together
1: oh that's wonderful
0: which was the ultimate result right that's what the one you're yeah, really sure. looking for and I love that. I, i'll just I, I just never really forgot that and, and there were years after that where i would asked myself was that just because I was there to, for him to talk to? Did I actually help him? And I, I didn't know the answer. I didn't really know the answer. All I knew was that we helped him, you know, between the two of us, we helped him to decide to, to change paths. And so since you've been in that place where you kind of feel that, that's, that urge, I'm wondering if you had been that person, what would, how would you have experienced what I just described? How would that have played with you?
1: If I was the other person rather than... If you were than... the other
0: person, yeah. Yeah, because <laughs> you've been in a similar role.
1: Yes, and I was thinking when you were telling that story, it kind of, rem- obviously, a very different circumstance because sure. you were face-to-face, but um, and he wasn't expecting anybody to be there. But in a way, the um part of the process was similar because he was just, I think he just maybe maybe he didn't realize it but just needed somebody to talk to and because that's yeah. like like calling the helpline it was the same thing i was just talking and uh, as i was talking and maybe he just needed to get it out and have somebody listen and so mm. i think i i think if i were in his position and i saw somebody that had having that intention and then seeing a complete stranger there it, it, as it seemed to be the case for this person to stop them in their trap you know, go out coming out at the elevator with this intention but all of a sudden oh wait there's a person here and then they don't want to just go like excuse me i'm gonna jump now or <laughs> right, like, exactly. you wanna... yeah it's like just like hey and then so i i would think that would be a very it, i think it was a very well-timed manifestation and mm-hmm. i think i don't know if i would have seen it at that point but definitely having somebody there to just talk to and listen to kind of get a lot of this out of my system and probably help some of those feelings yeah oh yeah. Help yeah release some of those feelings i guess yeah it
0: certainly makes sense to me and and of course yeah, since then sure. I, i've learned quite a bit plus i also married louise who's a former psychotherapist so you learn a whole oh, right. lot when you marry a oh, psychotherapist yeah. i mean you just pick things up it's just part of the package right so oh, i sure. i know a lot more now that i never knew then one of the things that she told me i'm kind of curious you know you might be able to answer this question too because you were in kind of a, a, a similar place she said that she she had not uh, done a whole lot of work with um suicidal types, although she had had a couple of clients who had been suicidal and mm-hmm. she had dealt with them. She told me, you know the, the general story about how she got them help um, but for the most part, she dealt with people who had um substance abuse issues oh, okay um, but nevertheless she said there there's a commonality that goes on there people who have substance abuse issues are similar to people who have suicidal urges because whether it's a substance abuse or another kind of addiction or just trying to end it. What they're really trying to do is to end pain.
1: Yes, that, that definitely resonates because at the time when I was having that sort of ideation, my, I was, I was seeing a therapist and he kind of called, called it out as such. He's like, that I was looking at it more as a means of escape from bad feelings and such, but then mm-hmm. like kind of tie up, um, for especially, um, and just some other, my whole spiritual journey, as I call it, but Taya particularly like kind of helped me instead of like kind of just escaping it or bypassing it, um, mm. going deep into those, like, you know, as we call them, the root transgressors and right. know, that whole detuning process. And, but I did have some, I, I did like have maybe a year's worth or so of like Learning about the law of attraction and such before I, to a point where I was ready for Taya, but.
0: Mm, yes. So right. well, I point. know David doesn't even accept people in who doesn't have a pretty strong grounding anyway. He doesn't take. For sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it makes a lot of sense. And hello, Shelly, in the live stream. We got a number of people jumping in. So hi there.
1: Oh, I love that. I, hey guys, thank,
0: thank you guys for joining us today. Um, so, okay. That, that's interesting validation then. So, um, <laughs> really? so you agree that that pain is what you're, you were basically trying to overcome trying to get past and there are different kinds of pain there's physical pain obviously but there's also emotional pain there's mental pain just uh, not necessarily tied to an emotion although it usually is but Mm -hmm. just intense mental stress can actually create physical headaches oh for sure you know so there's lots of different kinds of pain that people can deal with um so okay that 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 well that leads us that, that's kind of the setup. So if you're dealing with yeah. this person, like we 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 start off with okay we're going to do a little Q&A. Here's a person who's saying I don't know what to do. I'm not really sure I want to live.
1: Yeah.
0: What do you say to that person? You've been there. How how would you respond to him if you were talking to him face to face?
1: Let me just um first clarify. Is that is that the entirety of the question?
0: Yeah, it was a really short post. Can someone oh. please help? I'm at the place in life where I don't want to live anymore. So he really didn't give you any details
1: at all. I would I I would maybe try to get some more information, first of all, and kind of mm. go from there, but either like, um, kind of get them start to talk. Cause again, just maybe they just need somebody to listen. And yeah. then depending on what they say, give, um, give whatever guidance I can, but definitely life is worth living. Um, speaking as somebody who has, um, many times experienced like suicidal ideation, I've never, I've never actually attempted, but I've definitely thought it enough um and there can be a point um for me, I've had my own experiences that led me to this sort of spiritual path, but that you sort of learn your worth and learn that all these bad all all these bad voices that you're hearing in your head are just that, and they're not they're not the truth, they're not your truth, and you you're worth as much more than maybe you realize.
0: That's a really great point because when you are in that kind of pain, that's a very, very low vibration. It's about as low as you can get. Oh, for sure. And when you're at that low, a, a point that is that low of a vibration, what you're really doing is you're living in a place that goes completely against who you are. And the only way you can really do that is if you don't feel good about yourself.
1: Absolutely.
0: Right? So so that's a key point. It's a person who is dealing with this stuff has a very low sense of self-esteem self-love self-confidence
1: and so on absolutely yeah yeah. and it's sometimes astounding to look back at how low my vibe was just a few years ago but it Mm. also kind of appreciate the time the times both the times that i was in that and also just the growth since then
0: (laughs) that's pretty cool statement you just made there you learn to
1: appreciate those times Mm -hmm. absolutely because i think in a way like that they call, we call it contrast a lot, like they kind of inspire growth and new creation in a way.
0: I think it's true. Um, and, and I've actually had a number of guests here on the program who report that they were suicidal at one point, including our own Daniel Mangana. Oh. When he was in his early 20s, he was suicidal. And look what happened to him in his life. I mean, he turned it know, so like completely so. around. He's a multimillionaire. He's so successful, right. blah, 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 blah. I mean, like huge, huge shift, now, which just goes to show you, it bec- it can become a springboard if you turn it into one. But yeah. Appreciation is a big part of that, isn't it? You have to have the appreciation. Absolutely. You have to learn the appreciation, really.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. It doesn't come overnight, but it's definitely a very powerful tool.
0: So as you look back at your path over the last few years, How did you end up in your mind? How did you end up building your own self-esteem, discovering your own self-love and so forth?
1: I'm not exactly sure. It's come in waves and little bits and pieces over Mm. the years. Um, And some of those, like, lower vibrational habits and thought patterns don't just go away overnight. So I sometimes, like, have – they sometimes creep up here and there. But then I just kind of, like – at this point, I just – I think not judging yourself and not being hard on yourself and like treating treating oneself as if you are like your best friend your most beloved person is just is is kind of key because i i I remember just one day early on into this like kind of upward journey um having this moment of clarity that i love myself and then i'd Know, struggle with that for a little bit, like forget and such. But then I caught myself kind of talking badly to myself. And I'm like, hey, wait a minute. No, don't talk to me like that. I, or I was like, wait, like, like, I reframed it as if I were talking that way to like my mom or my brother or somebody I really love. And I'm mm-hmm. like, okay, I wouldn't do that to them. So why would I do it to myself? Right. Yeah, I get that.
0: Uh, Shelly just asked a question. Are you, are we doing readings? No, Shelly, we're, we're, we're playing a little, uh, Q and A, which we sometimes like oh, to yeah. do here on the show. Uh, basically I just grabbed, uh, a, a post that somebody posted today on Facebook and we're using it as an as if kind of a conversation. So what would we say as if we were talking to this person directly and this uh, particular yes. person was feeling suicidal. So we're talking about experiences with dealing with suicidal thoughts which, um, I, I've never actually had suicidal thoughts. I've been extremely depressed. I had been there and I was there for quite some time, but for some reason I never moved over to the suicidal range, probably because probably because I'm, I'm, I'm married to uh, a woman who's, who knows psychology and knew how to oh, yeah. snap you out of things. <laughs> so
1: <laughs> that would help.
0: It helps a lot. No doubt about that. <laughs> but even before I met her, I, I remember times where I would get very, very depressed and I I never really went there like other people have, so I'm not quite sure what the difference is there, but whatever.
1: That's interesting. Not a bad thing though.
0: No, it's not a bad thing. It's just <laughs> it's just different experiences, but people. We all have different experiences in life.
1: Oh yeah, now, for sure.
0: Now, now there's a theme that has you know this theme very well. This is a theme that has come up a lot here on the show, particularly with all the guests that we've had over the years. Where okay. the guest comes on, they tell us about this really terrible dark night of the soul they had, or there, there was horrible trauma when they were growing up, or, you know, they had some horrible event happen in their early, uh, young adult years or something like that. And then it becomes a springboard and all of a sudden things get better after that because they do the important work on themselves. And then they look back on it and they say, wow, it was the best thing that ever happened. Now, Absolutely. this may be a little bit early for you, but do you feel like that was the best thing that ever happened?
1: In a way, yes, actually. Cause I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm still like, I'm i still a work in progress. You yeah. can certainly say, but I feel like I'm definitely in a in a pretty good place right now, and I feel like things will continue to get better and better um, as I continue to find more appreciation for what is and everything.
0: Exactly, because it is a, I, it's always a work in progress for all of us, no <laughs> matter where we are. Right?
1: Part being what, human?
0: That's well, that's it. We are. We're human beings. <laughs> exactly. And having a having a human experience and it's very often these kinds of things take time. I mean, my, my last big depression range was just before I started doing the podcast. So 10 years, right. you it know, was kind of... and, 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 it's taken 10 years to get to the point where I am right now. And I, yeah. every, every minute of it was worth it. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But it's, it 10 years is a long time. That's a big chunk out of life, right?
1: Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's interesting. now I'm thinking, well, that kind of led me to think, Hmm, I wonder what, what, are, where i'll be in 10 years it'll be great whatever it is i think it will be
0: that well that's always a fun question to ask ourselves too right uh, and, and there are two ways you can play this game actually you can ask yourself if you were to meet your future self what would you want your future self to say to you and you mm-hmm. could also go back to your past self and what would you want to say to your past self or what would your past self would have wanted to, to hear from you have you ever that's- played that game
1: a little bit but not in not not fully. That would be an interesting one. Let, mean, let's try it. Let's try it. Yeah. Like, like,
0: right. You, you just expressed interest wondering what you would be like in you know, t- say 10 years from now. Right? right. Right. So, so if you had, all of a sudden you had the opportunity to meet your, your 10 years older self, what what would you want your 10 years older self to say to you?
1: I would think, I would like to think, it would say something along the lines of you are on the right track. Keep doing what you're doing the clarity you're seeking is going to come and you'll figure out more and it definitely does get better and just keep trusting, keep believing, keep being good to yourself and never rush anything. Listen to your source connection whenever you're in doubt. You don't have to act or say, or do or say anything without, like, take all the time you need in any interaction or situation, but just keep trusting and definitely gets better and I get a very, like, I, I just imagine this person being very like success, successful, and comfortable and happy with who the, who they are, where they are, and doing exactly what I would be wanting to be doing. <laughs> That's so a there's... good answer.
0: <laughs> I like yeah. that. That's a really good answer. I was asking myself, what would I, how would I answer that question? Oh yeah. I, I, You know what I think I'd like to hear. I think I'd like to hear my ten years older self say to me, "Oh wow, I wish I could relive the period you're going into right now." Oh. Like You're that. going into like this an amazing period, and and you, you have no idea what's coming. But man, this is good stuff.
1: <laughs> I like that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that would that would be a really good thing. Now let's reverse it. Let's go back in the past. Like going back ten years ago, if if you went, if you had the chance to talk to your ten years younger self, what would you say to yourself? I'm
1: trying to think. Okay, ten years ago. Oh, yes. I know where you are in life right now isn't where you're wanting to be. Don't judge yourself for where you are. This is there's value in what you're experiencing right now. Try to find appreciation for where you are. It's not as hard as you may think it is and a lot of the things that are worrying you or bugging you aren't so aren't as big as you're making them. So it just release really that and Know that you are worthy and love yourself because you are worth, you are worth that and more. So just be good to yourself and trust things are working out. Something like that. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's good. I I was, I asked myself the same question before I even could come up with an answer. I I got a song that came to my head, a very old Beatles tune. And, And it came to my head because I remember it going through my head 10 years ago. It would go through my head periodically, and I'd say to myself, and I'd hear it, yeah, right, really? Maybe? You know, like playing a little table tennis, like, yes, I kind of buy into it. No, I don't buy into it, back and forth, oh, back and forth. Uh, but the song, the lyrics of the song is, I have to admit it's getting better, a little better all the time. It can't get no oh. worse. And I And I kept thinking that over and over again. And, like- well, sure enough, it did get better over time.
1: There you go. <laughs> and I was at a point
0: where it really couldn't get much worse. I mean, if it had gotten any worse, basically it would have been homeless. That would have been the worst. You know, it, it was, yeah. Right. It, that So the lyric actually played out
1: true. That's wonderful. So maybe I, that's I,
0: what I would tell my past self. You, that lyric you keep
1: hearing, it's true. Right, right. <laughs> maybe it's there for a reason. <laughs> yeah, it's real. <laughs> oh, I love yeah.
0: that. Because that's a, that's a way to kind of encourage that younger self to do the kind of connecting you were talking about, connect to that inner self, right?
1: Absolutely. Listen to
0: that inner connection, pay attention to the messages. For now, sure. Well there now there's an interesting question for me too, because at that time I didn't have any clear idea that I had an internal connection.
1: Oh, I, I mean, heard about right.
0: it. Okay, so you were in the same space, right? Uh, <laughs> and and I don't know about you, but for me, I didn't really have a belief that there was an internal connection. I had heard about it for years. You know, people have been telling me for years, but anytime I tried to go inside, I got nothing, you know, well, I actually didn't get nothing, but I didn't realize what I was getting. You know, I was, I I didn't recognize the messages that were coming through. There were, there were messages. I just didn't think there were
1: messages. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I can relate to that. I didn't know much of anything of that, nor did I try, but looking back again, I've I've had moments where I've looked back at things in my past. I can't think of an example right now where I was like, okay, yeah, that definitely manifested because of this or whatever.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That took me a while to learn that one and accept that one. The idea, well, well, I think that was actually one of the reasons I started the podcast, now that I think about it, because I had seen, the the circuit came, uh, the circuit, yes. The Secret came out in 2006. Okay. And and I saw the movie for the first time in 2008, that same year as the financial crisis.
1: Oh, my goodness. And
0: from the moment that I saw the movie, that was one of the questions that kept going through my mind. Just what you said. You know, how could that be? Is that possible? Does that really happen?
1: Right, oh. and I and
0: I didn't know the answer, and I didn't know how to make it happen. I didn't know how to do that dive inside. I didn't know how to make that connection, and right. and, I, and so I, I was like, is it true? Is it not true? Do I believe it? Do I not believe it? How do I resolve this? And I didn't yeah. know. So it was actually one of the reasons I started the podcast. I love that because I was in a place where I just I I didn't know the answers. I couldn't afford to buy anything. I was so poor at that I, point. Um, I couldn't afford anything, so I figured, well, if I start a podcast, maybe I can get some experts to come explain things to me that I can't afford to pay them for the coaching.
1: Absolutely, I think that's genius, actually, and it's worked (laughs) out probably even better than expected.
0: Well, I I guess given how it worked out, it is genius. At the time, I'm not sure I would have called it genius. I think I would have called it desperation. But hey, (laughs) whatever, you know.
1: (laughs) Tomato, tomato. A little bit of both,
0: yeah. But yeah, it's, it's fun to kind of look back. And actually we're going to be doing more of that because I'm coming up on the 10th anniversary in September.
1: Yeah. That's right. I, I knew it was coming. I was, yeah, it's, it's coming soon. soon. Ah, like yeah. August, so yeah,
0: <laughs> getting really close and it, it kind of makes yeah. me think about, you know, it's been quite a journey so far and, and wondering what the next 10 years are going to be like. Cause I don't foresee myself wanting to stop doing the podcast. I'm enjoying it so much.
1: Oh, it's wonderful.
0: But man, a lot of growth in that time. A lot of growth. I think it's helpful to have a lot of years like that to to mm-hmm. be working on it. Yeah, it's slow when you're going through it, but when cool. you look back over it, it feels like a full journey. You know what I mean?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, because it takes time to just kind of find your footing and everything, and then there's shifts and ebbs and flows and yep. everything.
0: And and all those little tiny steps of progress and you know two steps forward, three steps back, all that kind of right. stuff. Because that's what you go through. It's actually what creates more texture to the whole 10-year experience.
1: Absolutely. It's all part of the journey, as we say. Yeah.
0: yeah. Whereas if it happens quickly, I'm not sure
1: you appreciate that much. That is I true. I wanted to
0: do. I mean, at, at, back 10 years ago, I wanted it to happen fast. I was done. with that oh, yeah.
1: That is fair. That's fair.
0: Right? You know. <laughs> but
1: I'm not so sure that, that it would have made as much
0: of an impact as having taken as long as it did
1: absolutely you know i think the journey i i'm I'm finding i'm I'm finding a lot of the time i look back at things it's like no this was perfect in its way not imperfect but perfect Mm, mm -hmm.
0: well you you also said something else earlier which i loved you talked about i don't remember how you said exactly but the gist of it was (laughs) being a lot kinder to yourself
1: oh yeah that's
0: that and that's really really big
1: that was huge for me because i maybe as a defense mechanism or maybe like I'll talk down about myself before anybody else can talk down about me. Cause I was, I guess, oh, wow. that or something like that. And it was, I was, I don't know what started it, but it became, it became a thing for me for sure. Yeah, and, Yeah. How did you reverse that? Honestly, it was going pretty strong until, until maybe, yeah, like, some somewhere along my spiritual journey, but really Taya is what kind of really helped me get past that. Cause that's all, it's all judgment. And mm. when I really like how judgment lowers your vibration and especially judgment of oneself, I think that I, whenever, anytime since I've caught that, it's like, okay, well let's not judge myself for that. Cause that's not going to do any good. And I, and that's, that's helped. I'm doing it a heck of a lot less than I used
0: to. <laughs> Which is great. I love yeah, that. Yeah. That's very important
1: for that. Well,
0: when you let, – let's talk about the Thai experience because we've both been through the boot camp. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, now, one of the things that you, you hear about pretty quickly once you enter boot camp is you're going to have a crash and burn at some point. That's not necessarily <laughs> the way they say it, but that's what it amounts to, right? Right. Uh, and I'm wondering, how quickly did yours happen? My happened with Module 1, but I'm wondering if, how fast yours happened.
1: I think it did in a way – I don't know if instantaneous is the right word, but yeah, kind of. A right, yeah, module one probably. So it was pretty quick,
0: yeah. because yeah. <laughs> they don't really hold anything back. you know, you just you dive right in. It's not it's not oh, like sure. you know three modules of setup. It's no, you go go after it right now. But, for sure. Yeah, I, I was a little shocked at how quickly it hit and and how hard it hit. Oh, for I was, sure. I, I, was I was surprised.
1: It was interesting. Yeah, I was. It was tough for me to think of my parents as transgressors because I do love them a lot. And yeah, sure. Generally speaking, um, if if we were to label parents as good or bad, I would say that they were generally good parents, but that doesn't mean they were perfect, and they you know they were just doing best with what they had, yeah. the knowledge they had available to them at the time.
0: Right, exactly, and that's one of the things that you learn in boot camp. You learn to see that to gain. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, do you remember from boot camp where you first started to really get the new perspective you were developing?
1: That's a very good question. Um It hasn't been that long since I did boot camp, but it's been long enough that I don't remember the specifics of the timeline. I think it, it was a gradual process, but I know by the end of my boot camp experience, I at the very least um had enough of a handle on the four pillars of Taya or the tools that David would graduate me. But then as he's at, as, sorry, I might be taking, or, What's the word? Dig- digressing a little bit, but um,
0: no, no, that's fine.
1: I feel like David sometimes refers to um, like being out in the wilderness, and there was a little bit of that going out, but I feel like I've experienced a lot more growth after I um, graduated, even than um, from start to finish in the boot camp experience.
0: Yeah, a lot With- of people report that,
1: and I guess that I guess that makes sense because for at least for me, it was like what three months versus I graduated in like April of last year, so that's six 15 months since then or something right. like that yeah oh, that's more time to go
0: so that makes sense especially oh. if you're using the tools like you're supposed to afterwards so yeah totally makes sense i know for me the answer to the question of you know when did i start getting the new perspective it happened with uh, they, they give you the meditations right they give you two different meditations
1: is the seeing through the eyes of source one right yes okay yeah actually the, the yeah, first that. one That one definitely did a lot for, like, breaking open my perspective. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. I I love it. It's a very simple uh, meditation. For those who haven't been through the the boot camp, the the basic idea of the meditation is that you start here on Earth, and then you imagine yourself kind of floating up into outer space until you get further and further and further away from the Earth to the point where it's this little tiny pinprick. And then you realize how small the problems are that you're experiencing on that planet
1: way, way, way over there. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I love that meditation. I feel like it came up in another one of your episodes, not one that I was, in, but somebody else or some, somewhere I heard about, heard that specific meditation mentioned kind of recently. And I did it again. And it's definitely, it's definitely beneficial to, it is that in such a way.
0: I mean, all of the Taya experience, I believe is designed, among other things, to take the sting out of old stuff that just kept playing as tapes in our heads to the Absolutely. point where we can let go of it and, and, you know let let get all the feeling out about it so it's no longer haunting us and and for me just that experience of meditating on moving further and further away physically away from the planet even though i really wasn't but i mean in my mind right. i was that alone just it, it, it took a lot of the heat out of the stuff that i've been dealing with
1: absolutely yeah same here and definitely appreciate that it's a valuable tool for sure huh?
0: I mean, they call it seeing through the eyes of Source for a reason because oh, yeah. that's what it's like, right?
1: <laughs> Gotta love that.
0: Now, I can't honestly say that I, it, when when I was first doing that meditation, that I was truly seeing myself through the eyes of Source, because what we're told, and I now believe, that Source loves everything, every choice that we're making, and I can't honestly say I was in that space yet. Oh yeah. But it doesn't matter. Because what was happening, I was, I was changing perspective. I was in the midst of making the change. So it wasn't right. about, did I get it
1: all right? It was, was I making progress? Absolutely. Absolutely. Something I just remembered here listening to Abraham Hicks, like, I don't know how long ago, but just something that they said that really stuck with me is that source is beaming for us. And I just, Ooh. and I, I like I, that me too i had i had it written down on a post-it for a while and i still it's it's internalized at this point but when i when i think of that just those just that little sentence right there kind of does something for me it kind of helps me come into my source connection and just know that where, wherever we are whatever we're doing feeling or experiencing source still just loves us unquestionably. Mm. <laughs>
0: It's quite a concept. I re- remember <laughs> what my reaction was the first time I heard it. My reaction was, oh, uh, yeah, okay, right. <laughs>
1: <laughs> not the easiest thing to wrap one's head around. For not
0: initially. It takes some time to get used to that one. Once you get used to it, then it starts to really make sense, right?
1: But, oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah,
0: but at first, no, not so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. So okay, well, that there's some cool stuff. We've 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 been we both been through the Thai experience. You made a, uh, the reference earlier to how you've learned so much more since then. Is it because mm-hmm. of just the time, or is it because you use the tools during that time, or what do you think has made the difference?
1: I think there's de- both both the time and the tools um, come into play. Because it's, it's, for me, time because sometimes it takes th- sometimes for some time for things to sink in for me, and so mm. that's part of it. And just kind of allowing that to flow and. Also, just the Taya community is great because you can have le- these like-minded people and to bounce ideas off of and compare yeah. experiences and everything. Um, and of course, I have a good friend, um, who lives in the same city as me, who is actually the individual who told me about the stream of David and Taya and I, um, who I spend a lot of time with Luke um, or Taza. And so having, yeah. so, so that friendship specifically has helped a lot, a lot as well.
0: That's very cool. I mean, not too many people who went through Taya can say that they did it through a friend that they knew physically in the place where they live. That that's really right. Yeah. yeah, and for have Luke true. to bring you in like that is is really that's that's quite remarkable to have that experience that way. Uh, it, yeah. it, I mean, were, were you guys really close before he told you about that, or did you just kind of meet, or how, you know?
1: We met once about a decade prior to when, because yeah, about it was like 2011 we met once and we kept in touch for a little bit but then sort of lost touch and then in September of 2020 I want to say I found him happenstantially on social media and I was like wait I think this is that and and then we connected and I kind of caught somehow caught wind of the fact that he was into like I don't know if it was Abraham Hicks specifically, but I was listening to a lot of Abraham at that point, and I mm. mentioned Abraham, and then he's like, "Oh, if you like Abraham, you may like might like this," and he gave me a link to one of the. I think it was a sh- um, one of the shows where Debbie's talking to the stream, and so oh, okay. like this is great, and then kind of just went on from there.
0: From there, he's saying hello again from the live stream. and he says yes it was abraham hicks (laughs) so definitely uh a shared memory that you you can both say yes that's exactly the way it happened
1: (laughs) indubitably much great i love that i love that a lot
0: since you left boot camp and luke this is actually a question for you too because you've been in boot camp so if you want to type a question type an answer in um, by all means we'll we'll read it on the the program here, but Sam, since you've been through boot camp, what would you say is the the biggest form of growth that you've experienced because you said you've grown a lot but but uh-huh. if you had like pin pin yourself down on well, this is where I've grown the most what's where is that thing at
1: i'm just i would i think simply um my vibration I'm a lot a lot more joyful than i and i think i am i think. Maybe even everybody, as I could be as bold to say, is. But I feel like I am inherently a joyful person. My mom was an very bright, um, joyful person, and so I think that, in a way, helped um, when she passed almost a year ago, kind of inspiring me to be more like, "Hello, right there, your mother is like a perfect example of like love and light and kindness Mm -hmm. and joy." So. That 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 had a lot to do with it, but I think that's my main takeaway. But also, well, also, because um, my my mother passed about four months or so after I graduated. Taya, she was in her whole journey at the point I was in the boot camp. But um, I, I I believe I would have had a much harder time with that had I not experienced Taya. Mm. So I'm very grateful for the timing of that um, as well.
0: Yeah, because that's rough to lose a, a parent relatively young like that. That's really tough. For sure. For sure. My wife went through that. I, I didn't go through that. My parents both died you was know, having lived a full life, so I didn't experience
1: it that way. But, um
0: yeah. And, and Luke says his biggest growth was knowing his self-worth.
1: Oh, for sure. Right? For sure.
0: I think that's one of those things that is ongoing. I think we keep developing once we become aware that it's important to do. We, we kind of, it's like we start paying attention to it. Like, how am I feeling about myself? We ask that kind of a question periodically. And the more that we ask it, the more we end up doing more and attracting more to help build ourselves up over
1: time. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. The worth thing is for whatever reason, the worth component of it is something that's taken a little longer to. Like I know it, but it's taken longer to kind of sink in because I think I've had a past of not knowing my worth and sometimes, so it's harder to undo perhaps, but it's, yeah, it's still if, there for sure.
0: Are Are you able to kind of pin yourself down on this is a certain way that I really appreciate myself that I didn't appreciate myself before?
1: Uh, yes, I can't, I can't think of, or I can't think of words to verbalize specifically, but I, I, I know the answer is yes, cause I, I, I can think of thinking of that, thinking that about myself on several mm. occasions.
0: I, I mean, I can point to something specifically just doing the podcast. Uh, um, I, I was never really afraid of having conversations with anybody, but you know, we're on like episode 1765 or something like that. Oh yeah. Uh, I'm not sure what the exact number is, but there's a lot of them is my point. And right. you do enough of them like that. I've gotten to the point now where not just doing a conversation, but doing a conversation that can be watched and listened to by others is yeah. second nature. Now it's easy.
1: Absolutely. W- that, that's a good point. I wouldn't have thought myself able to yeah. do that. Retire for sure.
0: Right. And, and <laughs> when I first started, I, I've told this story before when I first started, my, my wife did the first episode with me and I was glad we didn't have any listeners because that way I I was able to take the pressure off. Oh yeah, now that, like, like, I, I, it's exciting to have listeners now. But back then, oh, it was like sure. terrifying.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's not a bad way you start out. You can almost like you're practicing, and then by the time you mm. get a listener base, you have the audience. You're ready for them. <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, it's it, it's a combined <laughs> growth process: the growth of the audience and the growth of the host at the same time.
1: Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's uh,
0: just yeah. how how synchronistic all this stuff is. Literally. Right.
1: Oh, I love that. Yeah, very good.
0: Well, we've, we've been covering quite a bit here. So let's see, where else can we go? Oh, let's do another, um, question. Let me see if I can find another. Oh yeah. I
1: think we've only done one so far. We've only done one so far. It took 42 minutes. Uh,
0: well, I won't read this whole one because this is about eight paragraphs long. Oh
1: my goodness.
0: Let me see if I can just get the gist <laughs> of this. Um, he's hurting or she's hurting. I'm not sure if it's a he or she. Uh, hurting because uh, wondering if he or she should end things with the partner. Mm. And there's always- on and on, all the stuff that's going on with the partner. Um And then toward the end, I just don't feel loved. I don't feel appreciated. And I feel like it's always me making the effort. Mm. He said he's going to try harder, but so far there's been nothing.
1: Mm. My just hearing that, the first thing I can think of is, Do you, do you feel love and appreciation or whatever it was they said for yourself? Because Mm. if you don't, then I feel like what you're going to manifest is that or what's, yeah, what you have manifested is that. Mm. But yeah, if you don't, if you don't feel loved and appreciated, then I, I, I would, my gut feeling there is that this relationship is not serving you. Um, of course you have to, there's probably a lot more to that and like, what, what is their history? What have they gone through? What, what is it that caused them to get together in the first place? But ultimately if you're not feeling loved and appreciated by your partner, then definitely give that some serious consideration.
0: Yeah. How are you feeling about yourself? And and I've confirmed it is a, a woman, by the way, oh, um, okay. because at one point she describes herself as a plus size girl. So clearly she oh. has some body image issues going on. That's, body that's,
1: that's tough i feel like everybody anybody of any shape can be beautiful but like the i'll use the term the stream uses the matrix kind of says you have to be a certain a, a certain shape to be happy mm-hmm. to be successful and i don't think that's i don't think that's the case
0: no i don't think so either and in fact if you want to get to a different shape you have to change that thought process or you won't get there
1: absolutely yeah. yeah.
0: So it becomes like, essential.
1: So but you're, it, but you're right.
0: And there are, there are a lot of people who have gone through that and who go through it now. Oh, a lot of people are still going through it. For sure. It's a very tough place to be in. So I, I think you're probably right. The fact that she's feeling so unloved has a lot to do with how she feels about herself.
1: Right. Right. Which ties so back
0: to what we were talking about before.
1: For sure. Yeah. Oh, well.
0: yeah I and mean, you see a lot of posts like this if you look for them.
1: I that's yeah it's, a, it's the human experience it's not easy but i guess it's not meant to be <laughs> yeah
0: as i'm reading this more carefully it's she's writing all about body image
1: oh bless
0: that's really what's going on here she has a very poor sense of her own body image mm-hmm.
1: I, oh. I, I i just get the i get the sense that this person's more beautiful than she realizes that she is is.
0: Yes, yes. Well, I, I think it's pretty pretty clear because, like you said, she's got any time that you have uh, body image issues, you have self love issues going on. So, if, sure. if, if she has self love issues going on, then she doesn't know how beautiful she is. Yeah. She doesn't realize it. Yeah, because beauty is 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 way beyond looks.
1: <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, way no, beyond got- looks. I've gotten to a point now where when somebody if I think somebody's beautiful, it's the whole the whole deal, the whole person, the inside and the the in the inner and the outer, not just the outer.
0: <laughs> I have a niece who is a plus size woman and I have to give her a lot of credit. Oh yeah. Because she has turned it into a virtue.
1: I love that. Good for her.
0: She has become a plus size model.
1: Yeah. So I love that.
0: Yeah. And she's done actual shows, actual fashion shows.
1: That's awesome.
0: Yeah. Talk for... about taking a, what some people to consider to be a, a liability and turning it into an asset. I,
1: I think that's, I think that's good. And I think that's important also because she's setting an example for other plus size women who maybe don't have that love for themselves or that confidence. It's like, look, Here's an example. You can be bigger and beautiful or confident and sexy and all that.
0: And she is. She's a beautiful woman. She really is. I That's mean, in, in every, she, she is kind. She's thoughtful. Uh, she, she's a public school teacher. Uh, she okay. teaches um, history or social sciences, something like that. I can't remember exactly what she okay. teaches. Oh,
1: okay. Cool. Um,
0: and yeah, I mean, it, it it doesn't surprise me that her students love her. It doesn't oh. surprise me one bit. Yeah. And and she's basically allowed herself to just be the, the lovely person that she is regardless of what her body type is.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, cuz we 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 can't all be born into these like Barbie or Ken's shaped bodies. That's just not. If everybody looked like that then
0: well, it's not, actually in many cases, it's not even healthy. I mean, yeah, could, yeah
1: definitely. <laughs>
0: very often that ideal of that, I, I, I can't remember which guest it was, but a guest in the last couple of days referred to the, the, the stick figure woman. Okay. That's an anorexic.
1: Ooh, yeah. That's and not- and
0: it's a, it's a dangerous, dangerous thing. Um, definitely. I mean, I've, I've known people who are anorexic. My, my wife actually went through anorexia before I, I met her. Oh, okay. She she she's been down that path, and yeah, it's a it's a really really rough place to be. Talk about lack of self worth, huge lack of self worth.
1: And there's like so much fear of judgment. I would think that goes into.
0: There is, there's a ton of it, and so yeah, the the ideal isn't all that ideal. I guess is what my my point is.
1: Right, right. I do feel like nowadays we are seeing more moving away from it. Ever so. Slowly but surely, like seeing more examples of what, what what they might call body positivity and just different mm. body diversity and such.
0: <laughs> I agree. Yeah, I think it, and, and it's healthy. It's nice to see, right? Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's it's really it's refreshing anytime, and I, and you see it a lot more. You you of course now that we're all much more connected than we were, you know, thirty years ago, it's easier to find instances of stuff. But nevertheless, you see a lot of it.
1: And I, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm, I'm glad for that. I think it's good. The world needs to see more of, more of everything.
0: <laughs> which which leads to what I think is a great topic to kind of wrap up the conversation today. We haven't um, actually addressed this topic in a long time here on the show. We've made reference to it occasionally over the last few months, but never really d- dived into it. We dove into it a lot during the pandemic. I think that's probably uh, why we uh, kind of left it behind, but uh-huh. it's, it's, it's the topic of all of the, the craziness going on, the polarity, the huge amount of polarity that has been going on in the world for the last few years in particular. And, Ooh. you know, there, there's a lot of people who, um, think that polarity, all that, that high contrast, you know, the, the divisiveness and so forth is a really terrible thing. And, you know, we've, we, we got to do something to change it and all that kind of stuff. We would talk a lot here during the, the pandemic about how the polarity. It's actually perfectly okay. There's nothing really wrong with it. And in fact, there's a lot of good to be learned from it. And there's a lot of good things that are going on. My perspective, and I'm going to be curious to know what your perspective on this is. My perspective is that during the time that the pandemic was going particularly, um, very few people were, were were seeing change. I was seeing a lot of change going on. I was seeing a lot of progress and so forth. But I think very few people were, were seeing that probably because they were just feeling so down from being in lockdown. But my impression is, and I want to know, this is where I want to know what your take is on this. My impression is since the whole thing has started to open up again, societies have started to open up. Most societies are now pretty much open now. Um, you can pretty much do, uh, your, your normal life with some minor modifications, but pretty much your, right. your normal life again. Um, I think more people are beginning to sense that this terrible contrast thing that they've been, so worried about for so long, isn't that big of a deal. I think they're beginning to kind of find their way. They may not see themselves as being on a spiritual journey, but I just have the feeling more and more people are finding themselves on a journey of some kind. And I'm curious to know, are you seeing the same kind of thing?
1: I am actually. Yeah, for sure. Um Cause I remember having conversations like even last year when we were kind of mid pandemic with some friends who weren't necessarily of the spiritual sort, but we're seeing like noticing that a lot of people were starting to experience some change and in many cases for the better just because i think the pandemic like sorry a lot of thoughts here so let me get i'm mm-hmm. trying to gather them like uh, a lot and everything not just the pandemic but everything happening like with the with the racial mm-hmm. injustice and everything just like kind of opening our eyes to how thing how things are maybe we didn't realize because we were so busy with pre- pre-pandemic life and with Mm -hmm. things down it kind of opened our eyes and kind of allowed us to reframe our perspectives in a lot of ways or um it's an opportunity for self-actualization i think for a lot of people having all that time to themselves
0: well that word perspective i think that's it i think that's exactly why we're both seeing the change happening because people Um, whether they wanted to or not found themselves with different perspectives for sure. Very different from what they were used to. It, it was almost forced down their throats in a sense, but they found themselves just having to see life differently because life was all of a sudden different.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I can, that that's one of the main things that I was, or one of the main things that allowed me to find appreciation for the pandemic because it kind of gave us this space to allow us to reflect and kind of, you know, eventually reframe our perspective and everything.
0: Mar- Mariah in the live stream is asking, may I get a reading, please? We-, we have a lot of people who think we're doing readings today, but we're not actually doing readings. If
1: I them, could, we- I would love <laughs> to. Because
0: yeah. um, ne- neither one of us feel like our-, our psychic abilities have developed to the point where-, where we can confidently tap into where another person is at. But what I would invite you to do, Mariah, instead of looking for a reading from us, have you practiced trying to read yourself? Mm. Have you practiced going within to see what your own messages are? That, that I, I have been practicing that now for the last 10 years. I haven't made tons of progress, but I've made some. And I can tell you that's probably one of the best things that I've done during that 10 year period. And I've done a lot of cool things during that time, but just trying to go with it and see what can I get from source myself is probably the best thing that I've done. Cause first of all, it's, it's a way of building your own self connection. Uh, and Mariah says, I, no, I don't think I have the gift. I didn't either, Mariah. In fact, I, I still don't think I have the gift, not entirely. But I've been told by enough people that we all do that I start to believe it. And I think the gift really is all about just trying to make the connection anyway.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, I can't really... Uh, my, my my first thought when you said that, it's like, yeah, oh, I can't beat that, just tapping into your own source connection. Yeah. Everybody has it. Um, it's a matter of kind of... Finding it and it's doable, right? I mean, some
0: people, it, for some people, it's very, very easy. They're the ones we call the psychics, the mediums, all that kind of oh, thing. Oh, yeah. Because you know, it, it's just, it, they've just been able to acquire it very, very simply. But we all have the same connection, right? And, and, and she's saying, well, she's acknowledging here. She says, I do try to talk to my mom, but there's nothing there. Well, don't be discouraged by that. I had years and years of getting nothing, not, not just talking to my mom, talking to anybody, just like, hello, anybody in there? Is there anybody listening yeah, right. in silence for the longest time? It took a lot of conversations with with people here on the show for me to start to notice that I actually was getting messages. I just didn't realize I was getting messages. And there's still few and far between. I still don't have a, a high degree of consistency with them. But the best way I've learned to describe and, and understand it is the connection is a continuous connection. So imagine like you always had a a, a light on. You wherever you are there's always this light on and it never turns off. What happens over time particularly in the human life is if it's always there we kind of discount it. And I think that's what happened with me. I I yeah. knew there was this there, there was this this space. I can't really describe it any other way. There was this space that was always there and i didn't know what to make of it i didn't understand what it was i didn't know what to do with it but i've come to realize that's my source connection
1: that makes a lot of sense to me actually <laughs> you
0: so you you have pretty much the same kind of, of experience sort of
1: yeah i'm in the midst of that myself yeah. right? like sometimes i'll hear voice voices in my head and I'm not exactly sure if it's source or just my own head and such but i think I'm in the process of kind of getting out of my own way.
0: (laughs) And and even though I still haven't gotten to the point now where I can get regular communication through that source connection, just the awareness of it, just saying, okay, that must be it. That must be that source connection everybody talks about because it's always been there. I just didn't really realize it was there because it it never turns off. It's always the same thing. There's no contrast, right? It's always the same thing. (laughs) And 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 so over time, I've had to come to realize that what it was. But just that alone, just recognizing it, has helped me in in many ways. And now now I get I, I now I'm recognizing I'm getting messages. They're they're they they don't happen all the time. They don't come necessarily as words. They don't necessarily come as pictures. They don't necessarily come in any particular way. But if I keep my eyes open, so to speak, if I keep my attention open, if I keep attentive, being attentive, I start to notice that things come my way, ideas, thoughts, comments from people, experiences, a whole range of things. And I'm starting to see the pattern to them. The pattern is showing up as this is part of a source message. That's a source message. That's part of a message over there. So... I th- I think they're right. I think we all do have the ability. Just some of us have a lot more practicing to do. Kind of like you know when you're a pianist, right? You have to practice.
1: Yep, absolutely. It's very yeah. like that.
0: <laughs> I mean, how how were you when you first started playing? Were you, were you a prodigy?
1: No, no. no. no.
0: <laughs> I was either. Very simple.
1: Very simple.
0: <laughs> one note at a time, right?
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure.
0: Very few of us are Wolfgang Mozart. Most of us have to you know pick it out and and do it one little tiny piece at a time. But with practice, you can become a pianist like Sam. I mean, you're a fabulous pianist, right? Oh, you. So, so it's, my point is, it's a, it's a learned skill. We can learn yeah. to make that connection, even if we don't have it yet. We can still make it, and we can we can learn from it. We can get stuff that's kind of unexpected from it. And I'm convinced. I mean, we talked about you know ten years ago, ten years forward. I think ten years from now, I'm going to realize that I have a whole much better connection than I, I then than I have right now, but just because I keep oh, yeah. working on it. I keep, you know, I keep practicing it.
1: Definitely, same here because it is just, yeah, something that grows, keeps getting more connected as you, as you work at it. It does. Yeah. You will. <laughs> well, this has been fun. It has been, yeah. It's yeah. Okay. I, it's kind of
0: disappointing we didn't have our guests, but this is this <laughs> gave us a chance to try out your microphone, get a sense that it really works. It works,
1: <laughs> hooray! This is Rocks. good. <laughs> That's always, I like it. I like it. No, I'm just pleased with how it worked out. <laughs> I think it worked great.
0: So thank you very much, Sam. Thank you, people participating in the live stream. And thank you to our podcast listeners everywhere. We will see you all next time here on LA Today. Goodbye, everybody.